Flash your stylus, stay a while, just pull up a pew to listen for a few. You're back with the nib section. That's right, listeners. You're back with the nib section, official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. What we have today is uh, your holiday gift guide for 2019 that we've put together for you. We've got uh, f- you know a full table today, full full for this table anyway. Um, <laughs> We're recording the day after Thanksgiving, I think. And what do we all have to be thankful for? Well, I'm sure we'll get into it. Okay. Well, we're not celebrating American holidays, but. <laughs> The other thing it is, is it's the last day of NaNoWriMo, um, and I'll get into that. Well. <laughs> but, uh, be- congratulations are in order. <laughs> be- well, it's like you gave birth to a baby. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps congratulations are in order. There's still one day maybe, left. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's uh, introduce everyone on mic first. Uh, so joining us, uh, we're recording from her uh, living room. Uh, as we always are, but uh, generous benefactor Sharon, how are you? Hello, I've missed everyone. I'm missing everyone at the same table, um, sitting around, drinking my wine. I had so much wine left over because you guys stopped coming over to record that I actually had an overflow in my living room that I had to shuffle into my spare bedroom <laughs> earlier today. Sharon's thrown a very generous spread for us today. I'm I'm quite full, but everything's also very Moorish, so I'm only yeah, going to keeps going in yeah we'll keep uh, that, nibbling as we record throughout throughout uh, it's a, a cornucopia um but uh one of the other voices joining us as well um hobbyist extraordinaire brian welcome back brian thank you for having me back it's been a while it has been it has, it has been. been yeah several months since brian's been on this pod was it the I last gift guide no, last no, gift guide was, was um, Mel. Oh. But I'm liking this, um, the dining table setup instead The of- dining table setup is um, creating a lot of echoey noises, I have to say. Oh. We need, we need Shall we a, move? We oh, to, it's, it's not too bad. We need to get a felt overlay. <laughs> of the dining table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just need all the cushions to be... Oh, we need more food on the table. <laughs> well... <laughs> That, that, that does break up the acoustics. Yes. Right. Um, and and uh, rounding out the table, uh, fearless leader, Di. Welcome back, Di. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, as always, I am Chucks Montano. Um, so today, we're, we're going to have a, quite a full one. We like doing this one. This is, this is generally a, a lot. Where we normally do Rex, this is a whole episode of Rex. Uh, but the holiday gift guide where we, we talk about various things that we would recommend to various people and uh, people in different stages and areas of the hobby. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. As we've hinted at before, there is quite a spread on the table. Lots of... I, I don't think I ever see more truffle than when I go to Sharon's house. Um, Guilty. There's, there's a lot happening, but we've also had some dumplings, which uh, sh- I believe she rolled herself in uh, in a fit of alcohol, I, I heard. Still with love, though, I think. Mm-mm. So much love. Right off the bat, uh, what's everyone riding with today? Let's go, let's go clockwise. Sharon, what are you riding with today? So following on from our last episode where I gushed about how awesome the Decimo Gold, not Rhodium, but 18 karat, just plain gold nibs were, I haven't been able to put down this um, uh, Pilot Decimo with a gold fine nib. It's one of the Japan editions from this year, and it's violet with gold trim. It's 
very regal, if I may say so myself. It reminds me of um, something to do with royalty. It's like gold and violet always bring back um, the connotations of royalty. Yeah. That that looks like an empress dowager kind of color. It's yeah. a empress because, dowager. Yeah, um, <laughs> wisteria is the color of widows. It's not a wisteria color. Oh, it's very wisteria. The, the purple on it kind of makes the gold trim look a little rosy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like an iris, iris um, purple. Oh, are we going to talk not, about Goo Goo Dolls? Oh, we are going to no. talk about Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> um, so, so we've got uh, the decimo that that you've uh, loved. Yeah, that I raved about last during the last episode. Um, it's inked with pilot black, so pretty boring, but fantastic nib, and I've been using it every single day at work. Yeah, can't say enough good things about it. And wet. I encourage everyone to have a go with it if they haven't. Uh, okay. Uh, now, Di, you've got a couple of pens for the uh, holiday gift guide. My pens that I'm writing with today are two that I will be mentioning later on when we talk about Christmas cards. But they are my two Opus 88s, which are filled with Pilot Parallel nibs. The green uh, Opus 88 Omar has the Pilot Parallel 3.8 millimeter, the very broad green nib in it. And the orange Coloro Demonstrator has the 2.4 millimeter Pilot Parallel nib in it. And they are inked uh, respectively with, let me try and remember, um, the green Omar is inked with Robert Oster Melbourne Pen Show Limited Edition, what is it called? Flaming Blue, that's right, um, which is a very sheeny blurple. Not my favourite colour, but um, a respectable version of a sheeny blurple. And the orange demonstrator is inked with Mont Blanc Red Fox, which I will talk about a little bit later on, or maybe in the next episode. I must say I hate that clip on the Omar. Um, yeah, not my favourite. It's... It looks a bit like a very wide pelican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cross between gonna... pelican or and... the platinum three seven seven six clip. Yeah, but the broader. platinum click is um, is straighter. I think this one is has yeah. more of a and taper. And not as chubby. Flares, flares yeah, a little bit. Mm. it definitely takes inspiration from both. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How are you finding the uh, flaming blue? Because I have inked a pen with the flaming blue. Mm. I love the color. Mm-hmm. Unlike you, I love, <laughs> I love a good blurple. Um, I had a lot of difficulty with it. Because it's it's clogging, it's dry. Very dry. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's dry, but because I have it in such a fat uh, nib and I haven't had any issues with it so far. It's a wide nib. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a very wide and it's a wet nib. So I haven't had any issues with it so far and it's been behaving really well for me. No skipping, no clogs or anything like that. And I've been using it to write Christmas cards, basically. That's it. Oh, wow. The clip is so ugly. <laughs> uh, Brian, what are, you, what are you writing with today? You've also got a pair for us. Yep. Um, since it's a festive episode, I've brought my newly acquired um, Sailor Bung Box uh, Special Edition. The Suyu Hikari. It's green. Lime green, I think. This is um, a full size? 
It is a full size twenty one. Okay, blah blah blah. How odd for you. That is a terrible color. I'm not gonna lie. It's so offensive in so many ways. It's I so like it. At the top though, but it's I, not really green. I like. It's, it's not like, very green. It's not the forest green. It's the lime green. It's, it's a, a very, playful green. It's a very divisive green. So I don't. I don't no, like the sparkles not. in it. I'll tell you that. But I, I love I like, this green. <laughs> I like the green. So the green reminds me of coriander. No, not coriander. Coriander is nicer and darker. It reminds me of chikurin, but on steroids mm-hmm. and with a bit more fluorescence added to it. It's very divisive. I would like this green, but some part of me is just saying, ugh. So it's like a drag queen green? No, no it is. it does green. look like lime. It's it a lime, lime green. I love a good lime green. It's nice. Green. I like it. Is this a full size? It um, is a full size. Because yeah. why does the body look so short compared to the... This to the cap, no, the, the the slim is even is even. Yeah, slim. <laughs> I think it's because um, the body is clear, so I don't know. It has Maybe. a bit of a truncating. Effect. I like I like that they put a clear body, and the seller's been kind enough to supply me with a coloured. Um, yeah, that was nice converter. converter. Oh, also that's nice. I didn't catch that. Well, the the turning knob at the end is mm-hmm. green as well. It's nice. And the other one is something that I got off eBay, another sailor, Progear Slim, but is that I Earth? don't know. I don't know the, um, the looks name like of Earth. it. It's sparkly red. It's I sparkly remember red. when you got yeah. this one. It's not Earth. It's not so, Earth. It was before like a, the Earth was released. Yes. Like a burgundy-ish. Yeah. So if anyone knows what <laughs> what this name is this pen is, yeah. <laughs> any, if any listener is going to know. Yeah. Other than sparkly red. I've been calling it terracotta lame. La La May. Does it have an accent at the back? (laughs) It should. (laughs) Because you're the one who's lame. Um, Uh, I'm writing with uh, an Aurora, which has shown up before. And for the entire month, I have, uh, this one has rotated in and not, uh, has, has stayed inked the whole month. Uh, both this nib and, and the pen have been perfect for, for long sessions of writing because I've been doing uh, NaNoWriMo, uh, as, as I mentioned on uh, a couple episodes past, uh, and it has turned me into a very cranky person. But <laughs> A very caffeinated person. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, there's been a real uptick in my intake of uh, cappuccinos. But um, I'm using the Aurora Optima Coral, uh, which is the 365 uh, of this year and it um, has a medium cursive italic that Tav from the pod ground this has been a real workhorse and uh, isn't going anywhere super happy with it um, Di do we have any feedback or news to discuss no I don't think so um, we don't tend to read out just comments that we receive on Instagram or on Facebook so if you want your feedback to be read out in the episode do email us or leave a review on iTunes try leaving some scathing criticism for a host we it love reading those aloud 100% <laughs> love it, it absolutely 100% and we read. have no sass whatsoever we're demure and we just take it mm. And just read it out with no judgment. Right, sure. guys? Yeah. And gals? We might have to start outsourcing 
We'll get Melbourne to read the critiques of the Sydney crowd and we'll read the critiques of the Melbourne crowd. But that's not fair because there's so many critiques of the Sydney crowd. Melbourne gets no Melbourne gets all the love. Oh, we love Mel. We love Mel. Bring back Mel. Oh, Kevin. Kevin's fascinating with his Lamy collection. Mm. Oh, Chuck, you're writing with the Aurora 365 for this year. Yes. Do you know what the Aurora 365 for next year is? I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, I have seen pictures of it. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, we, we have some quite uh, proactive listeners that uh, send me pictures of yellow pens that they see. And Someone often, linked it to me as well saying, this is Chuck's pen. Often these are quite beneficial. <laughs> I am going to... Go ahead and put a blanket ban. I don't want anyone to talk to me about Aurora's 365, 366, really, for next year. Oh, yeah, leap year. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm going to quote um, Melissa on this. She describes it as sinus infection yellow. Yeah. It, it's got, it, Does it have greeny bits in it? No, it's, it's a greeny yellow. yellow. It looks radioactive. Okay. It's pretty uh, gross. It's but not che- in the nice green yellow. radioactive, not like right? The nice, Nuclear green. Yeah, that's, by the way, eye-catching, not my kind. Have you seen it, Brian? Uh, let no, me, let me, no, 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 the no, nuclear no. green. Give me a the second. The nuclear I'll get... green from Franklin Christoph. Anyway, uh, Sharon's going to go get that for Brian. Oh, you I, actually have it. Yep. I, I'm not a fan of this yellow because it's a cool yellow mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's silver trim, which I think you need quite a warm yellow to pull off. Not excited about it. I'm sure someone will be, uh, but please, please do not, uh, don't ever talk to me or my son again. <laughs> uh, Brian has just been handed the nuclear green Franklin Christoph. It's a highlighter green. It's not as bad as this Aurora. It's I, great. I, I really like it. I'm I very like drawn it. to it. I like it. I think it's striking. Next time I come back, remind me to bring a um, um, UV torch. Oh, a black light. Black yes. light. Because... I would be keen to see that under a black light. Mm. It would shine like crazy. And but it's, it's, it's the Stabilis. It's the full 66. Mm-hmm. It is. It's such a great size. Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty good pen. It, yeah. It's definitely not um, an understated one. Bit of a tall poppy. Yeah. I pack. have really mixed feelings. You should fill it with color. white ghost. Blue ghost. Oh, blue ghost. Sorry. Blue that ghost. involves me using a nude lid. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Ghost is the um, the invisible ink, which only shows up under a UV nudeless. light. So yes, can I emphasize a, it's a, it's that it's made a by nudeless? That's true. So I still have that. Out of the question, it. I guess. So if you want feedback to show up, give us give us a little more thought. Um, give give us some some substance, something that we can we can riff on for a bit. Uh, I even if it's complaining. Yes, <laughs> I, I I do love the the positive feedback. Questions questions are good. Um, Feel free to cut this out, but mm. you know that the um, Pelican Ink of the Year Garnet is already back in the main line. Am really, I the only one that's late. No, it's it was announced as a permanent edition, like how Aquamarine was added yeah. to the permanent edition um, of Edelstein Inks. I think it would have been like a month or two ago. It was around about the Pelican Hub that they announced it. Yeah, so it's already out for purchase then. Is it? Maybe not in Australia then. I don't no, know. it was announced um, late last year from oh. the Pelican's Perch. Yeah, I've only just okay. browsed it this morning. There you but go. They're supposed Tell it to, to someone out. who actually cares about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Garnet is a special one. That one okay. actually has a lot of dimensions to that. I, I like tourmaline and amethyst. 
from the Mul- Edelstein range as well as the inks you could Ooh. say is tourmaline well, the pink yes yeah yes. as well as the topaz it's, it's quite obnoxious I quite I know it's really out there um as well as the topaz topaz is probably topaz, my favorite is that that's not that's it's the, the light blue, blue in yeah the but it's not, it, it is the standard right I would like to give a quick shout out to our only smoky quartz supporter um and occasional <laughs> Podcast. Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Um, uh, Joanne, I have two bottles of smoky quartz for you. Get me up when you get a chance. She'll take them. Um, okay. That takes us to our gift guide. Now, we've done one of these every year as it gets into the close of year festive season. And we like to give some recommendations for things that we think people will enjoy. And this is kind of like a broader, expanded version of our recs that orbits a little more around stationary. As a disclaimer, I have to say, we're not very good at giving gift recommendations because no, <laughs> not good at all. Because our tastes are all very narrow and very specific, Gross. but we try to make up for that by having four of us. <laughs> I also think that all four of us are probably the kind of people where we're like, I like it so I'm immediately going to buy it for myself. I have been mm. described as a hard person to buy gifts for. Yeah. And if I like it, then you should like it too. Mm. Right. <laughs> so take our Rex with a grain of salt. <laughs> a but lot. Hopefully, but hopefully you'll get some ideas, um, maybe more unusual ideas about what you can give to the fountain pen folks and the non-fountain pen folks maybe in your life. Maybe instead of the actual item. Sorry? That's the one. If you're going to take anything from this episode, mm-hmm. it's not maybe not the actual item that we recommend, but the mindset that we are setting, laying it out. Yeah. Feel free to improv. Feel free to yes and our suggestions. <laughs> um, so. And also because um, a lot of our listeners are in the US, maybe some of these things you can't even get. Some of, some of the these US. things are going to be easier for you to acquire. That's as well true too. Than, than they are for uh, an Australian audience. Um, but uh, to kick off our categories, uh, we're going to start off with a gift for the non, non-fountain pen user. And Sharon has thrown her hand up. Yes. I thought I'd get in my obligatory recommendation in first and foremost, as people are well aware of. And I'd like to take credit for this as well. I am a big fan of the Pilot Petite pen range and mind you this year we didn't talk about this in the um, Melbourne Pen Show episode I saw more than one retailer selling Pilot Petite fountain pens and I like to take full credit for introducing (laughs) Pilot Petites into the Australian market because they're not brought in by Pilot which Mm -hmm. means these um, (laughs) innovative uh, enterprising <laughs> retailers went black marketed this stock great, great. and then sold it to us at a marker, which I don't mind at all because they're fantastic pens. But when I did see the price tag against some of them, and they varied anywhere from $3 up to 7 or $8 at one retailer for one of these pens, um, I was a little bit horrified because um, they're not worth that much. They're great pens though. So I'm going to preface all of this by saying I have I have been and will always be a big supporter of the pilot par, uh, pilot petites, and I've been recommending them every single year that I've been part of the holiday gift guide. And this year is no different. And I'm going to kick it off and say that a lot of my recommendations will be based around the pilot petites. And the good thing about the pilot petites is that it's not actually just a fountain pen. It comes in a signing pen and a brush pen. So for all you flex nib lovers out there, 
Do we have a flex nib lover? No, we don't have a flex lovers <laughs> category. Anyway, for all you flex lovers category, uh, um, t- uh, team flex lovers out there, get the brush pen version of the Pilot Petites because they mimic a flex nib pretty well and you can't really over flex it that easily. This is like an encouragement by discouragement on flexing. Yeah, so? <laughs> okay, I take it. So my my uh, non-fountain pen user category recommendation is the Pilot Petite in the number. <laughs> so Chuck's stomach just got the better of him and he just cut himself an oversized piece of truffle pecorino, which may slice. have broken up all of our audio over here. However, as I was saying, the non-fountain pen user, my recommendation is the Pilot Petite, and it's the number two Pilot Petite, which is what they call their signing pen. So it's just like a regular Sharpie, except it fills via cartridge, and you can refill it using a fountain pen ink. And it's a great way to get into the habit of reusing a pen and using cartridges to sort of warm you up to the idea of potentially one day maybe moving on to something that's not a um, disposable bic. This might not be applicable to you because I know you have all of the colors of Pilot Petite on one, two, and three. But you know the feed... (laughs) More than one. Um... You know, the feed has a felt running yes, through it. Yes. So what happens if you change inks? You don't change inks. You buy a new pen because they're so no, cheap see. you can't afford to just <laughs> okay. get a new pen. Um, you know, they have like a wick mm-hmm. running through the... Um, For flow, extra flow. Yeah, to help with the flow. And it's the fastest... Um, Uh, inking up mechanism, the very technical term, for um, a new fountain pen if you put in a cartridge that I've ever seen. It's actually very innovative. And I wish more fountain pens did that because every time I ink a new fountain pen with a cartridge, Mm, it involves a lot of shaking, tipping it upside down, encouraging it with a wet tissue to try and get the flow started. Whereas the Pilot Petite bypasses all of this because it's got the inbuilt wick that draws the ink out of the cartridge straight into the tip, whether it's a brush, a signing pen, which is what I'm recommending for this category, or the fountain pen. And this is the end of my free publicity for Pilot and the Pilot Petite, your annual PSA about how awesome these pens are. Pilot, can you please sponsor us already? All right. I just thought we'd let let that sit for a little bit, give it its own atmosphere for a second. Um, for the non-fountain pen user, I'm going to take the approach of not attempting to convert anyone at all this year. Uh, in that They've had two years uh, to to be around me and to be swayed. Uh, I will leave my fountain pen recommendations for the fountain pen users. Uh, My recommendation is going to be Chup Socks. Um, It's just a sock company. Um, They make a number of boot socks in really great patterns. Uh, I'm wearing some now. Uh, Everyone needs socks. Everyone needs socks. Uh, Not really. I wear slippers. They're great boot (laughs) socks. This is is a very Indonesian point of view. Or we can get uh, Brian those socks which have um, toes. Oh, the toes socks. Yeah, tabby socks. Love them. Tabby socks. Love them. Next up for our non-fountain pen user. Well, I'm going to go to my usual. Kikuno. All right. What's the timestamp? 
Die. How long have we been recording for? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll timestamp this as the first Kakuno mention. Uh, this He'll is the get first four of many. In, there'll, yep. there'll definitely be more than one. No, this is um, not trying to convert, but. A week back, my mom just got back to me asking me how to refill a pen, which is a huge surprise because I gave her that pen four years ago, a Pilot Deluxe. Um, gave her that four years ago thinking that, oh, it's a nice gift to give to her. And I'm not th- I didn't think that she would ever use it. But four years after that, she got back, ah, maybe I should get back to writing again because it, it relaxes me, I think. Has not been the case. Uh, not if you do it professionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, not trying to convert, but trying to convert someone is going to be really hard and you just can't push. You just have to let it, just give a reasonable price pen, give it to them and forget about it until four years later and they might take up fountain pens. So I'm still going to recommend a fountain pen for a non-fountain pen user, which is the Kakuna. Where are we at, Di? You're at me. Um, I'm going to recommend something which I would never use myself. but um, I Interesting th- <laughs> front end of this pitch. But I think it is interesting enough and intriguing enough to someone who is not used to fountain pens that it might make them um, dig further into the fountain pen warren and at the same time is not so expensive as to you know be um, you know money thrown at someone money thrown at swine <laughs> someone who doesn't appreciate it um, I think the Twisby Eco <laughs> Isn't it throwing pearls at swine no! something like that <laughs> something like that pearls to swine I believe is the, is the <laughs> phrase but uh, that I don't think that's what got everyone's reaction <laughs> So people normally talk about the Twisby Eco as something um, for someone who's looking for like a next level pen. You know, they start off with a converter or cartridge pen and then they move on to their first pistons, perhaps. But I think the Twisby Eco is um, an interesting gateway pen as well. It's a piston filler, which is maybe only suitable for adults. I don't know that you trust um, very young children with bottled ink but I think if you have someone who has not used a fountain pen before but you think they might be interested in you know like gadgets um, engineering who like stationery in general I think the Twisby Eco is a nice entry point it's a demonstrator um, and that's unique in terms of pens and stationery um, because fountain pens are the only pens that you can really see the inside workings of and um they no, come with big crystal. You can see what's happening inside. Well, we do not mention the big crystal in this <laughs> at this, this table. Kilo- <laughs> you know that this is a kilometrico family. Uh. Um, but also because I think uh, Twisbees come with fairly good nibs in general, um, so they're not likely to be off-putting if you happen to get a bad one, because they rarely get bad nibs. So I think the Twisbee Eco, if you can find a source that can sell you them at a reliable price, um, at a reasonable price, then I think they're a good gift for a non-fountain pen user. Actually, the stub might be a better option because you can always get the fine. It's it's too similar to a ballpoint if you give them a fine. But no, if you, I disagree. No, if you give them a stub, a then it's that's 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 a novelty for them because I have given 
But Two do you or want? Three of but those do you want or? it to be a novelty though? Or do you Why want not? it to creep into their lives, <laughs> unsuspecting? Or you do want them to use it all the time? Yeah. Maybe they will use it all the time once they found out how good a stub is. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Twisby stubs. I find them a little bit too broad and too crisp for my regular writing. Um, I think that's the 1.1 yeah, metallic. 1. 1. Yeah. yeah. So I I can't write every day writing with that. It's like the Franklin Christoph 1.9. It's mm. very, very nice to look at. It is a lot of Yeah, ink. but I have like small loopy feminine handwriting. <laughs> uh, I actually have another recommendation for someone that you think is really not wooable over into the fountain pen corner. Um, you guys all know I'm a huge fan of the Curran Dush 845. Uh, they are... 849. 849, I'm sorry. 845 Thank is you. pilot. <laughs> yes. Clearly is. not a big enough fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Caran Dash 849, which is a small pocket-sized uh, ballpoint. They also make fountain pens, which are called the 849, but I do not recommend those. Um, but the 849 ballpoints are very reliable. They come in beautiful range of colors and designs and around this season they come in a lot of like little limited edition gift boxes gift kits um and they they're very nice boxes like i think they come in aluminium um and they make nice little gifts nespresso made one i think yeah exactly i think every year they make a slightly different different colored one yeah um they have ones with teddy bears they have ones with you know different colors um in addition to the regular range so i think they're really nice i'd give a shout out to the nespresso one that brian actually mentioned because i do uh have a nespresso machine at work and i know how many nespressos i have in a day but they actually recycle the casing from nespresso pods to make the nespresso 849 uh, ballpoint reason. pen. Another reason to support Nespresso is I learned a few days ago that apparently George Clooney uses the money that he makes from his Nespresso ads to finance his private spy satellite, <laughs> which monitors, I think, troop movements in Sudan and warns villagers that there are um, <laughs> troops coming towards them in advance. So support the work of George Clooney in Sudan. <laughs> I mean, look, George Clooney was either, was either going to use that Nespresso paycheck on spying a spy satellite or on his pig. So I don't know which one was better. What or pig? basketball. Or basketball, true. He had a pet pig. Oh. He used to sleep with it every single night. <laughs> he broke up with ex-girlfriends because they were okay. offended at the fact that he let a pet pig into the bed when they weren't allowed. Sorry, this <laughs> this is an actual pig we're talking about, not a... Oink, oink. Oh, okay. No. okay. <laughs> I don't know which one is worse. Let's, let's not earn our mature tag so early in the... Um, I'm, I'm going to recommend if it's uh, someone a little more dear to you, a little more um, that, that you're going to splurge a little more on, and it's not just, a, you know, your, your stocking stuffer, um, thank you, uh, auntie, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you for another 11 months uh, kind of situation. Um, I have been a big fan of the Fury um, 17 centimeter Sentoku knife. It is uh, my favorite knife in the kitchen uh, and uh, in in life, I think. Fury, <laughs> the Japanese. Yeah, well, Japanese-Australian Japanese brand. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the ergonomics and the um 
you know, it, it keeps an edge for a very long time. Which makes it harder to sharpen this. Well. Yes, I have found mm-hmm. that. I have found that. Same with globals. We are talking about kitchen knives, right? Yes. yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Not pocket knives. Not stabby knives. Yeah. Oh, well, still. But, but no, kitchen knives that I keep in the kitchen. As opposed to knives you keep in the bedroom. Under the pillow. Actually, I have one of those. I worry for your wife, Brian. <laughs> Anyways. Um, do we have any other recommendations? All right. Let's move on. Next category. Uh, this is for the fountain pen beginner. So someone, want, someone who is already well and truly engaged with the hobby that we, we talk so fondly about, uh, but may not you know, be as deep down the rabbit hole as some of us. Um, you know, some, some good additions to their arsenals if you will. So I was really, oh. <laughs> Brian's giving me the stink eye because I interrupted. It's <laughs> always on stink eye. But, but Brian is such a good student that he put his hands <laughs> I, I do this in, in like work meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm used to just barging ahead and interrupting everyone. But, I got okay, told go the ahead, Brian. mentality right there. Yeah. <laughs> fearless, fearless leader mentality right okay, there. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Um, depends if you like the person or not. If you hate them, get them some nitrogen blue. I think they would enjoy that. If someone... How about base state blue? No, we, we don't hate them that much. They? We're finding Maybe. some interesting ways to preface anti-rex as we go along. I think people are getting more creative <laughs> about their setup. I don't want to sound too negative. Now, the mindset is um, beginners would go really quick on fountain pens first and they wouldn't think too much about inks so i thought it would be a good idea of giving them inks let them discover another rabbit, rabbit hole that they can run around i'm gonna follow up brian because, you at the back because, so, yeah, because i'm thinking along the same lines so many raised hands <laughs> we're all being polite it's now a, yeah, it, i mean it is a good thing that podcasts <laughs> are a visual medium <laughs> So I was thinking along the same lines as Brian. I was thinking of inks, specifically cartridges, because I think cartridges are a good way to sample inks that you don't want to get someone a full bottle of. No, Sharon is giving me like... (laughs) Another thing. Disgusted. Like, really? Yes. Because, um, so, you know, like rare Mont Blanc inks, um, sometimes they sell out very quickly in the bottles and you can only find them in cartridges. And things like Edelstein, like Graf von Papkastel uh, brands, they make the full range of international standard cartridges. And if you want someone to have a sample of very different colours, you might get them a selection, maybe the whole set of cartridges. But I came across an issue with this, which is a lot of the fountain pens that we tend to recommend are either piston fillers or they have proprietary cartridges. Uh, Pilot, Sailor, Lamy... What are the brands? Platinum. Uh, yeah, platinum as well. Not that we tend to recommend platinum no. pens that much. <laughs> How about Cross and Schaefer? I'm not going to recommend oh, a Cross or a Schaefer pen, though. Has that but, ever uh, been mentioned in the podcast ever? Uh, yes, we have. Not Instant positively. Experts. Oh, yeah. Uh, in jest, but apparently I should have just gone with my gut feel on that one. <laughs> I think we don't mention them very often because we tend to think of them as fountain pen legacy brands, which are past their prime. Feel free to disagree on that, but do write us a nicely worded email if you do. <laughs> I, I will just say that we will, we will probably read it 
So make sure that you haven't made any really easily identifiable mistakes. Because we we, phonet- we phonetically read any misspellings. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so that's where you come across an issue. If you are a fountain pen beginner who mostly has pilots and sailors and lamies, then how do you give them cartridges that you'll never be able to put in those pens? So that's where I'm a little bit stumped. Uh, sailor inks come in a really tiny bottle, so I thought it could be a good gift. Well, the alternative would be to buy them. Really tiny bottles, but really <laughs> high price points. Yeah. Um, I think if yeah, you want. But it's still tiny. I think if you want tiny bottles of ink, probably better off getting the Pilot Hiroshisuku, the, is that the 15 to mil? a set of three in Australia. And they're, they're particular threes that get grouped together. But there are sellers that will mix them up for you. eBay. And yes, yeah, eBay sellers do do that. So I'm, I'm along with you guys. I think where a lot of uh, beginners don't want to shell out for is nice paper. Right? I think that uh, if you're looking at uh, a nice book, you tend to be looking at at least $20 Australian. And if you're just getting into pens and inks and stuff, this can be half the cost of whatever it is that you're looking at. Anyway, so I really like the Midori uh, paper. I, I think lined, unlined, it's some of my favorite stuff to use. I would get that for someone um, in just like the little A5, whether it's the regular or the cotton if you can find it if Sharon hasn't bought it all um, but that that's a been a personal favorite for this year and last year that paper um, they were very existential uh, recommendations and very um well if they're beginning their fountain pen journey they'll need all of this other stuff is this where you recommend a 149 <laughs> no it's not but I thought, you know, if you're a fountain pen beginner, you've obviously got stuff that you like, stuff that you don't like. You probably won't have found your grail pen yet. But it's a time for experimentation, a time for you to decide, you know, what do you like in terms of materials or general um, designs? And what better way to go about it than just to get a custom pen made? In all honesty. So there are a lot of small pen manufacturers out there these days that give you a huge variety of choice in terms of the material that you can you, you can get them to make your pen out of, the design, the uh, fountain, the nib that you want on it. Um, there's just a whole world of choice. So if you can't find that baby pink and you know puce colored uh, pen that you wanted so much here's an opportunity for you to design that dream pen and it might get you closer to determining what your ultimate fountain pen grail is. Um, and so the uh, the pen makers that I would recommend, and apologies if I've forgotten you because I'm going shooting from the hip here. So in Australia, you have James Finnis of Pensive Pens. Uh, you've got Peter Dried of Dried Pens. Um then more globally, you've got Woodshed Penco, which I'm still dying to get one of their pens, but they keep selling out before I can get to them. You've also got a really great selection with Edison pens. Um, what's the one that does the Shinobi? Newton? Mm-hmm. Newton? Sean Newton. Sean Newton. Um, Brooks. He makes, but he makes the materials. The materials. That's a so. Carolina pen company. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's really gorgeous. It's but he does a lot of the materials, like and really unique acrylics. Newton's um, pens Correct. as well. So you have heaps of pen manufacturers who aren't big operations, and they can really give you the opportunity to customize and design something that you quite like. You know, you might have a Twisby Eco, and you go, "Well, I don't actually like the demonstrator factor of a Twisby Eco, and I'd like a pen that does X Y Z, but in a pretty unicorn bath colored acrylic um, i think it just opens the world up to your own creativity um, oh scriptorium pens as well scriptorium pens i yes. was looking she, at her she materials makes really good ones yeah yes. really nice ones yes she and makes ones with other... um with metal trim which i happen to really like because i don't like fully acrylic bodies and there's another one herbert is it herbert, herbert pen, pen company? the herbert pen company yeah. herbert pen company who do the really interesting acrylics with ribbon mm-hmm. like the um the different types of ribbon running through the clear acrylic beautiful materials so it really does open the world up to a whole um variety of choices that you can come up with yourself to design what your next level pen might be and most of them actually very reasonably priced all right um i i don't have anything else to really add to the beginner except like any kind of pen stowing storage transport uh a, a lot of the times i will i will see people roll up to um meetings and pull them out of various pockets in their bags or on, on their clothing, a simple roll. I, I have recommendations for other, other roles and such, um, but that's, that's all I, I need to add to that. The Pensemble from Pilot. You can get them in the five-pen roll. Leather, very fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you can get them in a fabric one now, I think, as well. And very reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced, less than $100 Aussie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, recommendations for the person who has everything. The, the kind of person that would sit at this table um, and someone that's, that's a little more uh, resigned in what, they, what they've got and what they like um, and what they're going to engage in. Ooh, people reaching, reaching for their mics. Uh, let's, let's let Di go first. Okay. Um, I was thinking, what would I get for Sharon? <laughs> um, and... I think the easy answer would be I'd get her a limited edition Musubi. Um, I think it's probably something that she would have a little bit of reservation getting herself because it is quite a splurge. Um, But I think if she knows a bit about the brand and it's something that she's interested in, then I think they make great gifts. Um, They're beautiful notebooks. The covers are all one of a kind, especially if you get the... Uh, limited edition ones the kimono covers are beautiful they're all very unique and each is different from the other um they're covered in i think they're silk fabric they make great heirlooms so you know they're really notebooks to keep um to use and to keep so i think they make really nice gifts i wrote masubi three times (laughs) Um, so that's where we're at Uh, i'm glad i went first then (laughs) if it look if it's someone that you're you don't want to perhaps buy the full cost of a notebook. Um, a lot of the binding material is still used in their uh, little pen sleeves, which I think are quite nice as well. Um, I think it's uh, just a two pen sleeve and it's, they come in two different sizes for your, your oversized and your full size pens, which is my rec for the person who has everything. Sharon. 
I would just ask the person what they wanted. <laughs> and if it was within my budget, I'd say, okay, I'll make a contribution towards your purchase of a Mont Blanc 149 if that's what you wanted. Um, I think it's very difficult trying to shop for someone who already has everything because ha having gone through such an expansive and probably um, extensive uh, collecting journey or you know, fountain pen journey to get to where they are, where they have everything, they will have very specific likes and dislikes. And so what you think they will like might not be what they really truly desire. And so, things, things can change. Exactly. Absolutely. This time last year, my, my collection was 90% Japanese. Mm -hmm. yeah. And look where you are now. It's, I, still, it's still mostly Japanese and Italian, right? It's uh, Italian there's, mostly. Yeah, there's, there's like a, a solid <laughs> Italian market share now. But um, yeah, like thing, things can change differently. Exactly. And, and, uh, I wonder what it will be like next year. But that's another, that's another yeah, episode. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> let's, let's save it for, for next year. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first started out in fountain pens, I was all about the Italian pens, similar to where you are now. I was all about Italian pens and celluloid. If it had those two words in it, then... I was all over it. And the weirder the material, the weirder the finish, the better. Hence my odd collection of Viscontis that I may or may not have had at one particular point in time. But, you know, nowadays, if you give me a Visconti, I won't thank you for it. I'll thank you for it, but then you know, I'll have strong words after the fact. But um, therefore, I think if you are getting something for someone who already has everything, just ask, what do they want? Get them a bowl of champagne. Talking about your Visconti, what, I recall that we are going to do a bonfire with that Divina. Yes, and wasn't it at like a five-year anniversary or something? Ah, uh, okay, so still a distance. It was a momentous occasion. Please invite me back. Good response could <laughs> okay. be, thank you so much. The only thing missing is the receipt. Uh, <laughs> which, which, Not what you want to hear. <laughs> no, no. But it is the kind of thing that may find its way into a book now that I've said it. Oh, one thing that I... Um, probably will mention in this section as well something that i was thinking of to getting someone who is quite deep into the hobby would be a subscription to a pen magazine or some way of giving them a subscription to shumino bangubako um, which is the japanese stationery and fountain pen magazine which comes out i think every quarter uh they're I think uh, ooh, issue number 56, I believe, was just released very recently. Um, it's all in Japanese, but they I was have. I say that. <laughs> it's all in Japanese, so if you don't read Japanese, it's. Get uh, Google you, Translate. Um, yes, that's one option, but they have so many photos, and it's incredibly up to date with new releases, with. Um, new brands, new uh, inks, new companies that are on the market. Like the Japanese pen and stationery market is so active and diverse. It's really, really fascinating. And I think Shumino Bankobako is a really good um, way of getting into that. I think yeah, not, market. On, not only that, but the it's edited very well and the content of Shumino Bongobako is very good. I think I remember maybe two uh, volumes ago or the release, two magazines ago, had um, an ink uh, chart which had basically sample colours printed 
on uh, within the magazine of every major manufacturer of ink and all of their ranges so that you could do a direct comparison. That is now available as its own standalone fold-out chart, um, which is available, I think, as a sort of organiser insert. So it's got punched holes on the side and you can flip Ooh. it out. But I don't know where you can buy it from. I've only seen it in Japanese stationery stores. So if you know someone who's going to Japan, get them to get that for you. But if you're in Australia or in the US and you want to give someone Shimino Bungle Buckle um, because you think they might be interested in following you know, new releases – really pretty photos of pens and ink. Um, you can go to Amazon and amazon.com. That's the US store and buy Kindle versions of that on Amazon. And there is ways to gift eBooks on Amazon. It's a little bit tricky if your Kindle is set up to amazon.com.au, but I will tell you this as a hack. If you register with a US address, you can switch between Australian and US Kindle stores. So my Kindle store is actually set up to the Amazon US version. To the yes. White House. <laughs> Whose address did you pick? Um, a friend of mine in the US. The Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually very easy to, to um, choose between which regions you want to um, register your Kindle in. But that's one way to gift Shimino Bango Bako. Um, also, if you're in Sydney, I think Kinokuni also sells the actual print versions of the magazine. Well, let's let's move on to not just fountain pens, but some of, some of us just have people that love stationery. So we've got a recommendation section now for the stationery junkie. All kinds of stationery equipment, what have yous. Um, does anyone have a recommendation for that? I'm a big fan of interesting desk storage. If you do, like by definition, station stationery. Um, I I think some storage is in order and we've had a number of different storage uh, recommendations. I've recently gotten uh, one from Galen Leather, not designed by them, but uh, it is a pen box uh, that holds 11 pens and it's wood and lacquered on the side, but a number of the things, uh, so a, a number of those uh, type of things, the uh, honeycomb pen holders and what have you, uh, sto- storage in, in your, your own space. I think those, those kinds of things tend to be well appreciated. Uh, anybody else? Uh, so I would put a recommendation out for some watercolours. Um, so they used to be called the Fine Tech watercolours, but now I think they go under the brand name of Colero, Colero, C-O-L-I-R-O. They're metallic watercolours, which are really good for um, uh, decorative uh, calligraphy as well as um, embellishments. Um, Is that the one with tons of different shades of gold? Yeah. Ah, yeah. So they came out originally with a six pan of different golds, but now they've got every colour under the sun and you can catch them all. Not fountain pen friendly. Not fountain pen friendly, but <laughs> just no very caution. much a calligraphy nib friendly option. Um, and also for painting as well. I've seen some fabulous things done with them. You can get them in Australia from Not Just a Card. Cyrus at Not Just a Card. I don't think it's just um, the pen friendly. It's the friend recommended that yes. gold palette. Um, you can get them in more than one colour now. And you can get some limited edition. You can also get the one oh, called Heart oh, of Gold, so which I do happen to have. 
another rabbit hole to go down into. Okay, um, I have a rack, and it was inspired by something I saw in Kinokuniya recently. They have in store these paper, sorry, these paper sample kits where you can try a range of different types of paper, um, and you don't need to buy like a full notebook of them. And they supply, I think, uh, kits for craft paper, for art paper, and maybe for writing paper as well. Um, but they're a paper writing kit, sorry, they're a paper kit which are made by a Japanese paper mill called Yamamoto. And I don't think that Yamamoto papers are very easily accessible in Australia. So my idea would be to make your own paper kit, paper testing kit for your friends um, using papers that you tend to like. So you can put in five sheets of Midori MD, five sheets of Graffilo, five sheets of different types of Tomoe River and so on. Um, and I think the innovation that Yamamoto with its paper kits came up with, which is a great idea, is to, in this kit, the different types of paper are cut to different sizes. So it's easy to distinguish between the paper by the size that it comes in. So for example, one type of paper is only within the kit available in the uh, A5 size. So you know that the A5 sheet is this specific brand of paper because it comes with this set of descriptors of the papers. And then it says, you know, the A6 is this type of paper. So I think you can easily make those types of kits for yourself, um, cut them to different sizes so that the person you're gifting them to knows what the paper is without you having to, you know, write the paper, write what the paper is onto the sheet of paper. Um, another way of maybe telling them apart would be to color the edge of the paper. Um, that's another way, but you know, you don't have to do that. You can um, just write on it in the corner. No, but then you can't use it again. <laughs> on one of them. No, why would you yes, do that? Yes. No, no, no. It's no. easy. <laughs> washi tape and a legend. <laughs> washi tape is actually going to be my um, recommendation for this section. <laughs> oh. However you use it. Um, I think there are great ideas to share your favorite brands of paper without having to shell out for a whole stack of paper. Um, and that's a way for people to, you know, to get them on board with what you love. Self-made paper testing kits. Brian, what was your recommendation? Uh, wash your tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Dimmicks the other day and they had... How this many did you buy? <laughs> no, I didn't get much, but they had great not selection. Not they had a great selection of festive... Yeah, they, they're getting um, washi tapes. larger. Like the options are getting wider and wider. Yeah, Christmas ones, which are really nice. I've um, The one that I got from Japan is the one that's... It's not really washi tape, but they brand it as washi tape. The one that's like um, a peelable sticker that I has... I don't like those. Why? It's so easy to um, put on to use. But they unwind and then you get this long strip of tape and it's, uh, it's a mess. That's happened. It happens to me a lot because <laughs> I have a lot of washi tape like that. Do yourself a favor, listeners, and just Google the word sexy washi tape like I just did. There's a, it's a mess out here. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm going to take mess. the recommendation right now. It's a real mess. Um, so our, our next uh, category is uh, fountain pen friendly gift cards or seasonal greetings. This one comes to us from Chris Lim uh, of Fountain Pens Oceania. Um, I 
have an anti-rec for this because this was actually one of the questions I asked right from the get-go um, and no one seems to have been able to respond to me. So I'm looking very eagerly at what Dye's got. My anti-rec is for Bespoke Letterpress. Seconded. Which, which is a really cute little store up in the the Strand Arcade and also they're located in the QVB during festive seasons as well. And last year I bought quite a lot of um, bespoke letterpress because the designs are beautiful and they have an ancient letterpress and each of their letterpresses have a name, like the machines. They're all named and I'm a sucker for that type of detail, you know. Um, So I bought a bunch of these um, cards and they all said to me that they were fountain pen friendly and here's a sample card that you could try on. But it was only a sample, like a note card that they had and yes, that note card was fountain pen friendly those uh, those my Christmas cards were absolutely not. So big anti-rec and I wait very eagerly to see what other people have to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of, look, if I'm going to give someone a card, I'll probably just write my own. Um, I don't need to do too much with it. I might just have a little scribble on the front, but if I'm not going to give you a card, I'm probably just going to shake your hand and say... Merry Christmas. Um, so I, I, I am a big fan of writing up my own, uh, making my own also because I know the paper is going to be friendly. So when you make your own gift cards or Christmas cards, do you illustrate them yourself or do you uh, use... I mean, maybe sometimes I just fold a piece of Midori over. <laughs> and I, look, I've, I don't... <laughs> I don't claim that uh, it's – I didn't claim that it was a sophisticated system. <laughs> it may or may not say Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but – It may or may not have his shopping list on the other side. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I just think that people are a little more forgiving of that kind of thing if you made it yourself. Um, <laughs> primary school babe that excuse died as soon as you passed year six I've, so harsh I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been given a number of things that people have sought to pass off um as as uh ex- acceptable but at the very least if it's a gift card uh, if it's a uh you know greetings card then we all know that eventually they will be thrown away um no it's a thought that counts exactly i, I keep a lot of mine Absolutely. Uh, which is why I've never given you a handmade. <laughs> <laughs> and with that comment, I am off Chuck's Christmas list for this year. <laughs> um, I, I'm on with Chuck on this one because I have done so myself. I did. Um, I love tracing other artworks and I have done so for my sister's graduation gift card. So I don't give... A gift card. Um, what's it called? Graduation card. Um, me personally, I don't. I thought the um, tradition of sending Christmas cards died like a decade ago, so I haven't been doing that. So sorry. Yeah, I just put a I just put a Santa themed GIF in the family group chat, and I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I can see a stack of Christmas cards. Yeah, okay. So um, I I do give away paper cards. Um, For work, I mostly send out e-cards, but for special clients, I do actually mail a Christmas card. So I buy Christmas cards in bulk 
um, in November and December. And I have lots of uh, Christmas cards left over from last few years because I don't want to repeat them. So um, when I received this question, I actually went through some old Christmas cards and tried writing in them with the two pilot parallels that I got um, to see both how they work with fountain pen ink, also how they work with shading and also how they show up sheen. Um, Parallels, aggressive test. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, pilot parallels, they dump a lot of ink. So if it's not going to bleed or feather with a pilot parallel, then I think it should be safe with any regular fountain pen. And uh, disclaimer, I mainly used – so for work, I mainly send – cards that you can buy in packs of five or ten i don't buy the really really cheap cards that you can buy in packs of like 20 or more and i don't buy individual cards and in fact i would caution you against buying christmas cards that come individually wrapped because i find that the really expensive christmas cards tend to have very glossy paper and that's the sort of paper that is un likely to take ink very well Um, because for some reason they think expensive cards should come with really high gloss this coated paper yeah exactly and i guess that's what you're paying for but that is unlikely to work with fountain pens so um to stick to the safe side get the packs of five or ten that you know around usually under ten dollars or so um okay the ones to avoid uh, the ones made by Candlebark Creations. <laughs> and actually, I found that the two the two sets of cards that are made by the Breast Cancer Network Australia and by the Cancer Council do not work very nicely. Yeah, they, take they, that, Cancer Council. <laughs> take that, Cancer Council. <laughs> so avoid the ones made by Candlebark Creations and also the ones made by, let's see, this one doesn't actually say... Um, but it says it's proudly sponsoring, proudly sponsoring Breast Cancer Network Australia. Uh, the Breast Cancer Australia one, it doesn't feather or bleed, but what it does do is create this sort of a blotchy effect on the paper. Um, it doesn't give you a very smooth um, absorption of the ink, which doesn't look great. But the candle bark ones do bleed and feather, and I do not recommend that at all. Um, The ones that I do recommend, um, okay, the ones that are made by Simpson, S-I-M-S-O-N cards, Simpson cards, they are quite reliably good. Um, The sheen turns out really nice. They're pretty reasonably priced. They They come in packs with very inoffensive designs, generally quite nice. If you want to step it up a notch, um, let's see. Um, there are Christmas cards made by lalalandshop.com.au. I think they also come in packs. No feathering, no bleed through, no sliding off. The ink dries really well. The sheen doesn't show up that strongly, but it's perfectly fine. The ones that really, really do show off ink very well, I think are made by Woodman Stern. It's a UK company or a printing press. Um, It's really, really nice, I have to say. It takes up ink really well. The sheen and the shading show up beautifully. I got a bunch of ones by them. So it's, I think it's just based on who makes the paper. And Woodman Stern is really good. 
the other one, the last one that I'm going to recommend is a card that I got in the UK while I was there last year. And it's the one that shows off the sheen the best. Um, the printing press is, let's see, arthousearticardltd.com. So it's www.artistscardltd.com. I'll link them in the show notes. And it's for cancer research too, that one. It is for cancer research, but Cancer Research UK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they make beautiful cards. Um, the one from Candlebark, they, they didn't even cut it evenly. Yeah, avoid Candlebark. But Candlebark is everywhere. It's in a lot it might, of... It really must be difficult in your day-to-day. Oh, it is. Brand. It is. I've been trying to learn all my life to ignore these, but... Candlebark is in a lot of um, news agents and in Dimmicks and card stores. Just avoid that. It's only good with ballpoint. Does paving bother you a lot? The cracks does. Yeah, the cracks. Yeah. The unevenness, the one that makes you stumble. Yeah. yeah. What about when you notice that the layer... The earth is not actually round, it's slightly squished. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or when, say, you're walking down a, a hallway and you notice that the design is too far to one side and it's not centered. Oh, yeah. It's too far to one side. It irks me, mm. but... Try to forget it. <laughs> Back to cards. Um, something that Melissa also suggested was rather than trying to figure out which cards will work with fountain pens, just cut out a piece of paper that works with fountain pens and glue it into a card. And mm. that way you're safe. And you Use don't... a string. Uh, oh, yeah. Use mm. a piece of string to tie it into place. But Or you can before. just use glue. <laughs> if you have a glue stick. No, it isn't. Oh, yes. Glue stick. But somehow a piece of string works better. Yeah, a golden string. Sure. Um, <laughs> do not, and I tried this, do not use um, art fixative or hairspray oh. to try and make the paper fountain pen friendly because it does not work. Um, the ink instead turns kind of, it, it doesn't run, but it kind of turns dull and just not very sightly. It doesn't work. Because there's an alcohol component in hairspray as well, isn't there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, so, yeah, the, the brands I recommended was, what was it? It's Simpson, it's Woodman Stern, and it's Arts Artists Cards LTD. Okay. Uh, a much more holistic approach than... <laughs> That's where all my research than went. <laughs> mine and Brian's. Uh, this one comes to us from Leo, and it is, uh, what is the prettiest plastic pen to gift? Kakuna. Yeah, here we are. And I knew you were going to say this, and this is why I brought my entire set of shiny Kakunos, the new ones that came out this year. Um, they are very pretty. They wow, have no one said sailor yet. <laughs> no, did for, for a Which gift? one? Well, any of them. Oh, like the, <laughs> the actual sailor true. sailor line, not the. Yes, but alternatively, for something that's a lot cheaper, you can get them the pretty demonstrator kakunos, which now come. I don't know if these are limited, but maybe they're only Japan. Um, they come in these really pretty colors with. Translucent nice. plastic caps. Uh, blue black cap. <laughs> our love for the Kakuno is has been well documented over uh, our fifty eight episodes so far. Uh, do yourself a favor uh, for yourself. Second mention of the Kakuno is this episode. Yes. No yeah. third. I did, and then you did this, and then I did at the <laughs> beginning. 
I've been keeping count. Okay. <laughs> less less so than other years, but I think only because we're trying not to hammer the point home so hard. Uh, get the four kakunos, uh, even if one of them is for someone else. As Sharon has a counterpoint yep. to, to these wrecks. So on the get the four kakunos bandwagon, um, get yourself a pilot petite in the ones because they also are very pretty plastic. However, I'm not going to say sailor. My pilot petite was just obligatory and I had to throw it in Franklin there. Franklin Christophs? The Franklin Christophs <laughs> were what I was going to say. Franklin Christophs. Um, as listeners may be aware, I have a small collection of these. I just have a handful. Um, and I, I, th- I think they're fantastic. They're really sturdy plastic, unlike um, other manufacturers, like Sailor. <laughs> Sailor is pretty sturdy. Not when you compare it to a Franklin Kristoff. The acrylic just feels thicker. It feels more sturdy. It doesn't feel like it's going to break if I chuck it across the room. Not that you would. Not that I would. And they have so many different designs as well, different models, um, and all the special edition um, materials you'll never want for collecting. Plus, I'm a big fan of their nibs. I am newly converted to way of to the way of the Sig nib, and I don't even like stub italics or gradients. Sharon, Sharon has has uh, lectured long about her her genuine dislike for for them, um, and uh, to hear her talk about the Sig grind with praise is a definite surprise. I have been using the F Sig nib on a model 65, um, which is their desk pen. And it has actually been a true delight. Plus the finish is quite pretty. So that doesn't hurt. Definitely a pretty plastic pen. Uh, so the next category is a self gift. Uh, so what, what gift are you likely to give yourself uh, in this time this year, particularly, I think we've, we are probably a table full of self-gifters for a few other reasons than it was a day ending with why. But what is your recommendation for a self-gift this year? I've never considered self-gifts as a gift. It's just self-care. shopping. Self-care. I was, I was reading this um, show notes in the train and it confused me a lot. Like, I can't remember when's the last time... I gave myself a gift, but I know I've been shopping. So, Well, some people need an excuse to buy something nice for themselves. None of the people at this table do. But- oh, no, 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 no. I needed an excuse. Okay. I, um, I bought a ring last week. Last uh-huh. week. I was with you when you bought yeah, the ring. Yeah. What was the excuse for that? It was a late birthday gift to myself. <laughs> no, the ring was the excuse. Oh, I bought myself a ring. I'll get myself a pen to celebrate this. <laughs> <laughs> the ring anniversary. To celebrate yeah. the ring. It's a cascade effect. <laughs> well, no. This year, I'm actually giving myself that um, the beehive. That's I think I'm considering that as a gift to myself. <laughs> it's not really fountain pen related, but yeah, right? sh- oh, is it? Uh, Brian, is it a does it have <laughs> yes. to be? Well, it should be. Uh, oh. Brian's talking about an actual beehive, not yeah, not yeah, a panida yeah. beehive, not, not that one. No, yeah, he's I also not that. talking about Beyonce's fan base. None of us got I'm that reference. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one that's... Uh, she's because she's a queen bee. I get Correct. it. Oh, okay. Correct. <laughs> so I 
Okay, let, notor- let circle back to me okay. because I need to mm-hmm. think about it. I'm that. a notorious self-gifter. I find every occasion is an occasion to self-gift. It was payday, self-gifting time. Or, oh, it's been a while since I've um, bought myself a present. What was the latest uh, occasion? Well, it's four weeks till Christmas. I should get myself a present for Christmas. Oh, it was four weeks after my birthday. I should get myself a birthday gift. For this year, I am self-gifting myself and I just put pay made my uh, payment on this. Um, not four Kakunos, but five Decimos. I got the Japan Volume 1 of the Decimo, uh, the new Decimos um, in the October colours. Placed that, my order for that. Is that the first set yeah, or the second first release? Five. First First five decimos okay. instead of four kakunas. Yeah. You could keep on this theme and get yourself a 12 days of Christmas situation. That's right. <laughs> I mean, if song. all of them came out and there are 20 of them, I'd have an advent calendar of decimos. Mm. Almost. I'd just buy double ups. <laughs> I'd just buy the backups. Always buy the backups. Mm. Um, how, about, how about you go, die? I am very, very tempted by... The Mont Blanc calligraphy nib, I have to say. Um, I think I feel like I should have it just as a matter of reference because I think it's a good, um, you know, a reference classic middle of the road flex nib. Like it's not a true flex nib, but it gives a bit of flex. For research. Yeah, for research. research. I feel like it has its place and I don't have a Mont Blanc 149 yet. So I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. Well, as you know, I did bite the bullet on it. And mm-hmm. the occasion that I self-gifted myself that was that I was going overseas to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> so it was the four weeks it before pre- my birthday. It was a pre-birthday gift. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is a cascade effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I am not repulsed by the idea of you self-gifting yourself uh, calligraphy. I'm so glad you're not repulsed. I'm not repulsed by it because obviously I went down that route first. Um but I will say I'm seriously considering sending mine off to Hiroko-san at Bokumondo mm-hmm. so that she can Ooh. do magical Raden designy stuff with the plain black body. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, the I other have to get a backup. <laughs> the other um, the other idea was also I've been wanting a stylo art. Is that what it's called? Stylo art Karuizawa. Yes, since uh, Sharon mentioned this. Oh, I think earlier in the year when she was in Japan, um, I've been looking at the stylo art pens and there's quite a few that I'm very interested in, but in particular the Makie ones. And I like them because they come with the Pilot number 15 nibs. So I will give, uh, I know I did recommend these guys when I first started, I'm going to give my caveat to them. They are the effing worst on responding to um, buyer (laughs) inquiries. I have messaged them on Instagram, on Facebook, sent them an email trying to buy just one goddamn pen, right? And mind you, it was not a cheap pen. We're talking well into the four digits, very much well into the four digits. And it's like they just don't want to take my money. I'm getting really offended by it. They're terrible at responding. You can try and contact them as much as you like, but they're just – it's unlike Japanese service that I have experienced to this date. Well, now it's making me reconsider whether or not I should have gotten Leo to buy it for me when he was in, you in Japan. Oh, shoulda, no. coulda, woulda. <laughs> okay. But he was in 
Tokyo for the International Pen Show. And I told him to go have a look at the Stylo Art table. And I was actually a little bit disappointed to see that at the Pen Show, they didn't have any models available that aren't also available through their website. So I thought, you know, what's the point? You wanted some, some kind of... I wanted ex- some sort of exclusive on. for the Pen Shows. So I thought, you know what's the point of bothering Leo to get this and then shipping it to me when I can just buy it online? But you're saying if you try... You can't buy it online. You can't buy it. Oh, no. No, But you did buy yours. I did it because they haven't responded to me. I asked, how long is the production going to take and do I have to pay all of it up front if your production's going to take more than a year? Oh, Crickets. Wow. And this has been since Have you tried Google Translate and translate that whole thing to Japanese instead? No, but I've sent them on like four different forums. <laughs> they may have just blocked me for stalking now. So it's now not it's not very um, encouraging as wait for a San Francisco buyer. Yes, yeah. As a buyer, it's not very encouraging. I don't know how I feel about supporting um, retailers who don't want to sell. But to be fair, they probably don't need my purchase anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I found what I want this Christmas. So j- just just before you get to that, Brian, uh, riffing off uh, what die has uh, brought up, uh, I received an email. What you brought up. Yes, yes. Uh, I know we're similar. (laughs) Uh, How many bottles are we in? Um, Third. I received an email yesterday uh, saying uh, that they had received my pen. uh, And that email today, uh, that email yesterday was from Hiroko. uh, Hiroko-san. Yeah. Uh, and I have sent her the oldest pen I have that I have no uh, no desire to move on that will be saying, uh, and she is going to <gasps> put a Rudden design on Ooh. the cap and Ooh. on the piston knob. Uh, similar to, I'm just showing photos around to the table. This is Bokumondo we're talking about. Yes, it is. Correct. Wow. Uh, so it'll be that cap. Uh, it is a the... Uh, classic fountain pens, uh, Rio that I, I bring out a lot, uh, and it's going to be uh, this design that I've, I'm showing everyone, and uh, listeners will see once I get it uh, without the design on the yellow body. Very nice. Yeah. So that is my self gift to myself. Oh, very which nice. I didn't know was a self gift to myself <laughs> uh, until. Well, now you know to give yourself an excuse. When you buy something well, nice for yourself. We don't need an excuse <laughs> to buy things for ourselves. Yeah, you do. He's no, how many don't. months away from his birthday? And he's just finished his NaNoWriMo. Well, I, I am trying to keep the total number of pens that I have down. And with with this comes... The... How's that going for you? Okay. <laughs> not good, not bad. Better um, than me, right? <laughs> Uh, Sharon's just blown her number completely. With, with this comes the inevitability that some of the stuff I have must become more decorated uh, rather than adding stuff to it. And I'm, I, I love sending things off to people for a personal touch. And this is uh, kind of the, the ultimate personal touch. Well, now you can't sell it. I was never going to. Oh, good. It's the oldest one I have and I've never wanted to. Mm. No, you can yeah. still sell it. Mm, you but can. you won't want to. No. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't. If you want put in, if you put all that effort into it, then you kind of want to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Brian, you you circled around. Yes. Um, maybe not this year. This um, pen has been on my eBay watch list for almost a year now. It's the one of those pilot ladies, but with the the Seire 
Nuri, the Dragonfly pattern. I've been eyeing that for quite some time. It doesn't pop up ever so often. But in black or red? In the black or the vermilion? <sighs> the black is hard enough to find, let alone the I've seen vermil- a couple of vermilions. I know, I know. I, I was there in text when you were viewing that vermilion one. Is that the summer storm pattern that Leo no, loves? No, it's the dragonfly wing. Oh, yeah, okay. That one. I just wanted to get the black one to start with, and then I might chase the red one. I've already got that finish, but it's on a different model. Rumor has it. Rumor has rumor it. Rumor has it that they have the Serenuri finish in a blue. It was in the pilot what hundredth anniversary book that they released. They had a blue version of it. In the model you like too. I hate you so much. Love you too. Um, So this takes us to the anti-rec segment, uh, which is uh, from Max and uh, is things to absolutely not gift a fountain pen friend. An expensive fountain pen, unless you know that they really, really, really want it. Yes, A jotter. No, why not? I like a jotter. Yeah, yeah, me too. My my one is I I I keep getting I don't keep getting this, but I keep having people float the idea to me and having to politely re- redirect them. But uh, particularly in Sydney, uh, these there's there's a big market share, particularly in the t- the tourist um, stores of these Bordelletti dip pens uh, that often come with little jars of India ink as well. Uh, and they're very nice. I don't use Depends or uh, India Ink. or it's, it's a big thing that I'm going to have to try to use to make other people feel better. And I'm not doing that. I would gladly take paper. Actually, I have to say, uh, this question also goes for people who are trying to buy for someone who is a fountain pen friend but who themselves know nothing about fountain pens, just don't do it. Don't. <laughs> if, if you're for some reason listening to this podcast because you're, you don't know anything about fountain pens, but you would like to buy something for someone who loves fountain pens, don't buy them a fountain pen and don't buy them necessarily things that you think would make great fountain pen gifts um, because you don't know what their taste in paper or their pen or their ink goes. Or and do what Sharon very suggested. Difficult. Just ask. Yeah. yeah, unless you ask them specifically what they would like. There's very few people that uh, I'm a gift giver to. What I will prefer to do is to see someone and have dinner with them and pay for that dinner and just spend a bit of time rather than throwing a thing at them that I hope they like. That's me. Well, when I was buying a fountain pen, um, a fairly significant fountain pen for my partner, what I did was I brought out about a selection of seven to ten fountain pens and just let him play with it um, because he he used fountain pens, but he didn't know a lot of different types of fountain pens and he hadn't tried with a r- big range of nibs. So I just let him play with it and I... L- told him to let me know how his taste ran like which he liked which he didn't like and based on those judgments I went and got him a Graphon Faber-Castell Platino uh, Intuition Platino and he likes that I did a similar thing with um, Erin and thankfully her tastes ran um, Platinum Century so it was not a big deal but I thought that's your pen now (laughs) 
No, I got her a, a Bourguignon. Oh, the Bourguignon. Yeah. Bourguignon. Yeah. yeah, I got her one of those, which is... Uh, she... Uh, some of you might have... And you might have her on Instagram. She's doing a mm-hmm. drawing a day for a year thing, and she's using mm. that for every one of those. Well, in my case, whenever a parcel comes in and then onion... My wife happens to see it. If she likes it, she just keeps it for some reason. <laughs> it's the, um, what's what, a uh, chalana. I was wondering oh. where my chalana was. It was in her um, pen folder. So she's been collecting some of my pens that I don't really pay attention to in her own folder. That knife you keep in your bedroom, you're not using it for chopping onions, are you? Mm, pra- practice <laughs> only. Not real. <laughs> Well, my anti-rec was bespoke letterpress. Still is. Because it's stupidly expensive. Oh, my gosh. So the cards, they do like a set of six cards for $27 at 95 How much money did you spend on bespoke letterpress? I bought four boxes (laughs) of Christmas cards because I was completely out. And I normally buy them in bulk as well, like what you do. But um, I bought four boxes because the lady was like, oh, yeah, they're totally fountain pen friendly. $27.95 for a box, which is totally not worth it. But they said, oh, it was artisan and it was, you know, pressed by whatever, Silky, the letter press, whatever the name is. It's probably not Silky. It was probably a masculine name. Silky, <laughs> silky makes me think it was a pet. It made, it made me think of the Silky Terrier <laughs> I know, operating, I know. operating the letterpress. <laughs> not the chicken? No, no. No, not the chicken. I do like those. Um, so, yes, uh, just don't gift bespoke letterpress. They're actually really pretty designs, just not for a fountain pen friend. Um, and then the other thing to not gift a fountain pen friend, similar to the vein that um, Di had, was... If you don't actually understand their tastes so well, just don't give them a fountain pen or a pen or an ink of sorts. So my parents know that I'm into pens. My mum is a sometime listener, which concerns me. So down with that rating, guys. We need to move down from explicit. Um, But my parents know that I'm a pen I won't say connoisseur, but enthusiast might be the right word. And um, they attended a, a Citibank Premier Gold or Platinum dinner one evening where they got a Citibank branded pen in a really nice gift box with beautiful ribboning, like the ribboning was top notch. And uh, dad pulled me aside the other day and said, hey, Sharon, I know you like pens. Here's one for you. And it was just this cheap, shitty <laughs> pen in a really nice box. But what was I supposed to say? No, it's a cheap, shitty pen in a really nice box. Actually, yes. that is what I said. You should be honest, you've especially with it, your parents. You've said it twice now on a podcast. <laughs> now your mum is listening. <laughs> well, be just I, I basically said, um, thanks, but no thanks. It's not really my cup of tea. And you might find better use out of it. Well, along the same lines, my dad was in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago and he had like a few hours free and he went to a weekend market and he brought back for me in perfectly good faith um, two hand-turned pens with, I think, native woods. Maybe they're not native woods. Kit pens! (laughs) 
One was some sort of a maple and the other one was purple heart. And the nicest thing I could say about them was, wow, that's really nice wood. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, love him. The fact that I'm at the market doesn't mean that I now need a pocket watch. You know, like... There's, Can you find a good pocket watch at a market? At the Glebe markets? Oh, yeah. maybe. Working? <laughs> Probably Ryan not. will buy no, that off no, you. I was just, no, I was just visiting. Um, <laughs> no, I mean a working <laughs> yeah, pocket no, watch. No, no. <laughs> um, no it, it's, it's, it's an odd, an odd thing. And, and buying for people that are passionate is... It, it always seems very impersonal to get someone a gift card for something that they that they, they like. And it's, it, you know, it, it always seems like you want to give a more personal touch, but if someone cares very strongly about, uh, you know, the things they like, they're not going to forget that you had a hand in that, that you had some contribution to this thing that they really, really liked. It's going to be part of the deal. I think the issue a lot these days is that we have too many possessions. So if you give someone something that they're not going to use, then what it ends up creating is like mental clutter. Well, physical clutter, but also mental clutter. So what I try to avoid is giving away things for Christmas that I know that the person has no use for or things that are going to stick around for a very long time. I'd rather just get them like a really nice box of chocolates rather than something that they don't really want. Exactly. I'd has, rather has anyone consumables. Suggested gift cards? Well, that was actually what I was going to say. Don't be afraid to give a gift that uh, give I've the gift of a gift that card. Idea being yeah. really really or, great. Or to Chuck's point, when you get a gift, make sure you leave the receipt in there. <laughs> Do do Franklin Christoph give um sell gift cards? Yes they do. Yes they do. Oh okay. That's a good idea then. They very much do. Mm-hmm. And um above a hundred dollars is free international shipping. So Excellent. Go on about your biz for that one. There we go. Um I think that takes us to the end of our gift guide for twenty nineteen. We hope that was helpful. <laughs> oh my god, this was the worst one yet. <laughs> I really do think our most thoughtful oh. one was the first one. And it, it really is, it's like a Godfather 1 and 2 situation. You really do Diminishing need to returns. Listen, you need to listen to the first one, and then the rest of these can be contextualized. Because if you listen to this one first, it's going to sound like we phoned it in. Well, we don't want to repeat ourselves every year, so we try well, to we think did. of it. Yeah, we well, did. yes, we a lot did. of the recommendations we did. already we did. Did. I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a statute of limitations, and we can't talk about Musubi next year. And such. Yeah. But we and will Midori. talk about Kakunos again. But you, you spoke about Midori, and we've spoken about Midori every single At year. But we haven't wait. talked about notebook covers this year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't mention anything handcrafted either. I remember that. Well, I did I, with the, um, the self made kits. And also, someone mentioned handmade we gift cards. We didn't mention Nagasawa Kip leather pen pouches this year. Oh my god! I'm just going to put it in there as my formal wreck for this particular episode. Nagasawa Kip leather pen pouches. <laughs> Your overall. Um, well, this takes us to our recommendation section. On that note. Uh, and for those of you listening to the podcast for the first time, uh, this is where we recommend things that we love that may or may not be fountain pen related. I think we've we've exhausted our our fountain pen related, so it's it's probably safely non. But it's just things that we've enjoyed uh, very much recently. Um, I'm gonna start off by saying that uh, the week that we've recorded this, there was a very entertaining. 
uh, Twitter thread about uh, cast iron from uh, user Gloomfather. Uh, it was a mess, and I loved it. Uh, I enjoyed every aspect and every side of the uh, ensuing arguments or discussion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my closing note on it is that you still should have a cast iron pen. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend you get a Lodge cast iron pen. They're very cheap, and I love them. Uh, it uh, it is the only pen uh, I have carried with me from house to house to house to house. So I learnt the word bougie through this podcast. One of our <laughs> that was um, from me, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was one of um the questions that we received about whether or not oh. we thought fountain pens were I was bougie. Say it's UML. Uh, yeah, I know it would have been. That's what I had. I didn't realize about. that that was a word before. Um, You've never but heard ca- song. No, oh. but cast iron pans, I have to say, are bougie in the extreme. Like $15. <laughs> so, uh, Di, can I just correct your um, uh, your expression there? Mm-hmm. They're bougie AF. <laughs> <laughs> bougie AF, yes. They're like $15. They're just the they're hard-working pans. They, they do everything. It's very Time hard. is money as well, Chuck. Time is money when they take time. Unless if you enjoy doing it. I actually enjoyed um, seasoning my cast iron. Love doing it. Love doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that's my rec. Um, I, I understand when people say that it takes too much time and it takes, uh, you know, it, it takes too much effort. And, you know, you're not going to be able to cook something uh, in three minutes. Um, Indomie, you can. You, you're still going to have to heat up the pan. Oh, you know, yeah. Like nothing to cost iron. Preheating it takes like 10 minutes. You're not going to be able to cook anything that you... You know, uh, for for cast iron to be easy, it needs a little bit more time. Sometimes I just want like a really quickly fried egg. I get it. I get it. But also, maybe have one. That's me. Uh, I'll, I'll lodge cast iron uh, for for most of us. Uh, La Crusette, if you're if you're fancy like that. Um, but that's that's me. My recommendation is inspired by a movie that I saw recently. Um, so a couple of nights ago, I went and saw Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. It's a like a locked room mystery set in the present day. It's got this huge ensemble cast, really, really great cast with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, um, what's his name? Daniel Craig, Mr. James Bond. Um, great movie. But what it reminded me of was how much I love the golden age of detective fiction. Um, Agatha Christie, Dorothy L. Sayers, um, those writers. Poirots and... The, yeah, exactly. Does, does that one feel like a Poirot? It, it does. It feels very much inspired by those novels. And um, when I was in my teens, I, I, I read so many of those. Um, and they sort of blend together in my mind. Uh, when I was living in Shanghai in the late 90s, um, my parents had this house that previously was owned by a, like a French diplomat. So they had left over in the house this whole collection of paperbacks of crime fiction, but in French. And, so one, <laughs> and one day you reached for one yes. and the door in the wall opened. I wish <laughs> it was this huge house and I bet it had like um, hidden rooms and cupboards that you could lock yourselves in. But um, I started reading those novels in French as well because I also had the English versions. But um, my actual recommendation is the lesser known. <laughs> my <laughs> Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. I had too much to drink. 
Um, my actual recommendation is the lesser known queen of detective fiction, who is Dorothy L. Sayers. Um, I think Agatha Christie gets most of the recognition, as she might. She wrote so many novels. But I think Dorothy L. Sayers is the superior writer. And I really love her uh, Lord Peter Whimsey and Harriet Vane books. Um, they are a crime-solving couple, I guess. They they meet in Strong Poison. They get married later on in after, I think, Have His Carcass. There's been, you know, um, TV adaptations of those novels. And if you've already gone through all of Agatha Christie's oeuvre, um, I suggest you also pick up some Dorothy L. Sayers because she is a really witty writer. She has as good of a head for plot as Agatha Christie and really, really deserves to be read. So, and you can also get those paperbacks really, really cheaply online nowadays. And I hope they make a film version soon. <laughs> um, I've already put a bit of recommendation in the self-gift. Um, going to beekeeping, because why not? And it's actually good for the environment in terms of spreading all of the seeds, making them... Um, actually spread better I've lost it <laughs> beekeeping Brian yes sorry beekeeping and um, at least twice a year you can give your close friends and families some honey which you can achieve by just having one hive so next time you're supplying the honey right uh, might not be oh it might be truffled We'll see. It doesn't need we'll to see. be truffled. What we it had can today be creamed as well. Was not truffled. This we'll was see. summer. We'll blossom. see next year if I happen to get my um, my colony in time. If you supply the honey, I'll supply the thyme, and together we can make thyme honey or rosemary or anything. I've also got rosemary. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see next year. Sharon, would you like to close it out? Absolutely. I have a very practical and pragmatic. Recommendation for ah, everyone. Cast iron for you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to actually fry an egg in less than 10 minutes. Um, no, I have a very pragmatic and practical uh, recommendation, which I didn't think I'd be giving in this particular one, but hey, here we go. Um, I'd like to preface this by saying I am not a financial advisor, nor am I providing any type of tax advice to anyone. And you should always seek your own personal advice uh, rather than take it from some rando on the internet who's providing this via a podcast about fountain pens. So unlike all of my other recommendations, I've been spending some time well, actually, no, kind of like all my other recommendations. I've been spending some time uh, getting my life admin in place, doing a lot of self-gifting. And what I have self-gifted myself this time round, other than all of the decimos and the ring that I bought and the trip that I went on. But aside from all of that, I've been doing a lot of a life admin. And with the increasingly low interest rates in Australia, those of you who do have a mortgage um, may or may not be aware that you might be locked into a previous or your original interest rate. And it never hurts to ask nowadays to get your bank to match whatever rate is being advertised on the interwebs. So as an example, I had one particular bank who was advertising a rate that was 0.2% 
lower than what I was currently on. And all it took was one gently placed call and an email. And two days later, I got a free reduction to my home loan interest rates. It didn't actually take much time. I was really surprised. It took one signature and um, it got me an extended discount, which was the bank matching the current advertised rates. So there is a trend in Australia where they say there's a loyalty tax you pay if you're a longtime banker with um, any particular um, big bank whereby the longer you actually stay with them, the less benefits you get. And the market being what it is actually encourages you to shop around, try around, um, because otherwise you just won't get the best rate or the best outcome for yourself. And uh, that's generally what I've found as well. I think I need to do that call because I think my interest this month has increased by a bit compared to last month, which is really weird. Brian, Brian, you just bought your house. Yeah, I know. But I've already paid. It's a bit early, though, to but you've had threaten a... no, it's, um... moving to another bank. <laughs> oh. I didn't need to threaten. So oh. with one of my just banks, asking, right? I just asked. So and they said, yes, we'll match what the current advertised rate is. You current advertised rate by another bank or by... No, by them. them. Oh. So they don't reduce your rate when they put out new promotions. That's the one thing to, be, to keep in mind. You're about to purchase another residence, aren't you? No, no, no. This like, is the one hun- that I Hundreds of little rooms. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need a mortgage to buy a beehive. <laughs> I build that myself. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry. Very unlike me, but a bit of practical right. Bit of life advice. <laughs> life advice for today. But as I mentioned, we are not endorsed, nor do we have any license to be providing financial advice or seek your own. And we don't know what the situations are like in the US either. How this should be taught in school. interest rates are like. Just saying. <laughs> Just ask. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, that takes us to the end of the episode. We are doing a back-to-back recording today, so we're going to just ran a, long. <laughs> we're going to take a little bit of a break and come back. Um, in the meantime, uh, thank you, Brian, for joining us. Always a great time. To just, be. just sticking around as well. Thank you, Di. Love being here. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. Uh, as always, my name is Chucks Montano. Uh, until next time, listeners, ink well. Past and future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenibsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop onto iTunes, rate us, review us, and recommend us to your friends. Want to share your thoughts, suggestions, or feedback? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenibsection at gmail.com and you can also comment at us on the Nib Section Facebook page or at the Nib Section on Twitter and Instagram. The Nib Section is the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. Our producers this episode were Chuck Monsano, Sharon Zah, Diana Dai. Recording and editing was done by Diana Dyer. Our music was composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Melissa Graff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.